Nutrition Heretic Facebook Live Q&A And here we are, folks, once again, Thursday live Q&A session with Nicola and our beautiful nutrition heretic, Adrian Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> she has if you notice she has every time we have this uh, pod, uh sorry podcast live q and a's she's changing her appeal so the last time it was a hat now she has glasses and headphones i heard headphones are really big now in terms of fashion and i'm stoked to see what she'll wear the next time so folks <laughs> tune in next thursday who knows anything can happen thursday, right now thursday you got you're getting your days mixed up buddy <laughs> Did I say Tuesday? Yes, you did. Uh, that's because my Thursday uh, sounds like Tuesday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, still brushing up on that English. But what's um, interesting when I do voice acting, because I do voice acting, voice acting as well, it's not as bad as this, you know, the live thing. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because I have a piece of text, you know, in front of me and then you just read and here I need to make it all up, you know, on the fly and then translate it on the fly from Croatian to English and it kind of gets lost. But I've been, I must say, sorry for this elongated intro, but I've been uh, listening because I work on them um, to the old podcasts with Jim and I, I did start to you know, pick up the pace a bit. I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying I will end up like Jim, you know. Oh, please not, don't. No, no, not in the recent future. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Jim, but I... <laughs> not listening. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not listening. Okay, I just want to make sure, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to, you know, get a bit better. So I'm, I definitely am better... I just watched the first episodes a couple of days ago, and oh my god, that was so embarrassing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's okay. It's all good. Thank you. I know you understand. We, we we learn as we go along, and I'm learning, and I totally feel what you're saying about you know having to say things on the fly because even though it's my mother tongue, I I slip and I'm, and I, and you know what I was just. Well, I was telling you earlier that I've been feeling like I'm getting into a rut mm. because uh, we've been doing a lot of recording. I, I owe you about eight weeks worth of recording. Oh, yeah. So, uh, because I have been running around so much, I barely have time to you know write up all the stuff that I need to then uh, read for the intros and the outros and all of this, all that other stuff. So um, I apologize for that. Uh, but I am officially Master Food Preserver. Oh. I got my certificate. That means that I can uh, take my offline business to the next level. That's my products and ensuring food safety and all that kind of stuff uh, that I'm with those products. And I also got my level one certificate with master cho the korean natural farming guy mm. yeah you're gonna hear even more about this <laughs> but i'm i'm clearly not the only nutritionist uh thinking about this because um other other nutritionists were att in attendance 
And uh, they're all saying the same thing because many of us, you know, not dietitians, um, but nutritionists have been saying, you know, there's got to be more between the plant world and the human world when it comes to the whole probiotic thing. And as we know, in the past, people always consumed probiotics, not because they were eating yogurt and, and uh, sauerkraut, but because it was just naturally present in the food. And so we're, you know, I'm working on taking this to the next level uh, for the people that I work with, for the people that I'm, you know, sharing this information with online. So any plans on starting uh, on starting your own um, line of products? Um, not necessarily. No, it's not. It's not about that. It's just I mean, there's just. But there's there's a lot of uh, parallels, and what makes us thrive is what makes the plants thrive and our food thrive, and and it's just it's it's a really interesting symbiotic relationship that needs to be explored more. And a lot of the stuff I'm using on my garden, I'm using it myself. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and I'm and I'm, I'm sleeping a lot better. I'm uh, digesting a lot better. You're drinking yeah. that Bokashi tea. No, not Bokashi. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever smelled Bokashi? Uh, not yet, but I I will sometime but, in the future. Um, see, and then this is like, I don't want to go into this. We'll do a whole show on Korean <laughs> farming, okay? Let's just do a whole show so I can get it out of my freaking system and I don't have to talk about it every time. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that next week. We'll do gardening. Okay. Like uh, so this week, topic is picky eaters. Ooh, my favorite. Are your children, are your children, actually, no, no wait. <sighs> When I say picky eaters, I'm not just talking about children. And for <clears> once, <throat> I will not be ganging up on vegans because it's not about them. <laughs> so, and that's that's what I meant by getting into a rut is that I found myself kind of like picking on vegans all the time, which, you know, I mean, when people get self-righteous, it's easy to start picking on them. But, um, you yeah, know, not every vegan is necessarily that self-righteous. But in any case, it's not about being vegan or something like that. It's more about how people just won't eat this and they won't yeah. eat that and they oh, complain yeah. and it's just a pain in the butt to have you know thanksgiving dinner well you don't have thanksgiving but you know what i'm talking about yeah oh yeah they get together and there's this person who won't touch you know ham and there's this person who won't touch wheat and there's this person who won't touch you know an entire category of something and it's not because because they're they're trying to necessarily fit into a certain diet as much as they are afraid to explore flavor yeah or they simply don't like it you know because but, obviously yeah. we all have different tastes you know for sure but you know maybe they just don't like that slice of meatloaf but you know, I gotta tell you, there's that more of the picky eaters. It's not they they've never tried. Stuff, yeah, and they oh, won't yeah. try stuff. You know, like they will look at a pizza, and if it doesn't look like the last pizza they ate, they're not gonna touch it. Oh, yeah, you know, they're just they're very. That's sad. Yeah, and, yeah, it is sad. Um, do you deal with this with your kids? Oh yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. What, what are their What are their pet peeves? What is What's the stuff that they won't? Uh, it depends. I have two of them, so you know the the smaller one actually uh, really did like to eat, you know, 
anything when she was little. And while she was growing up, you know, there was chocolate that, uh, you know, slowly blended into the mix. And so now it's mostly, um, I wouldn't say it's mostly sweets, but she kind of developed this stance, you know, against vegetables and, well, she mostly eats meat. And okay. vegetables, not really. She's not that interested in it, unless I do something, you know, crazy, fantastic flavor-wise with it. And what, what would be crazy flavor, fantastic? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a million and one spices, you know. So you don't ah. taste the actual flavor of the vegetables, you know. Right. But I, I always, you know, use uh, things like rosemary and uh, mm -hmm. oregano and, you know, stuff like that that's more intense, but it also adds a certain structure. So you don't right. feel those other tastes as prominent, you know, and there's, right. of course, pepper and uh, other uh, dried vegetable mixes and so on and so forth. So it kind of gets, you know lost between all of it and then it's you know a bit easier to make her eat it but there's still uh the problem of the shape because she knows that's okay that's a broccoli and i don't like broccoli and i won't eat it so you mash 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 and right. stuff like that you know right but that's that's not horrible you know because she will eat them yeah well, it's a flavor thing, yeah. and you know that's the that's the that's the number one thing that I tell people is like just make it taste good. Mm. You know, like a lot of the people they're trying really hard to do the right thing, and as a result, what ends up happening is they're doing actually something that we're just not biologically designed to want, which is you know really insipid, bland. Maybe I will pick on vegans. No, you know, I was just thinking about that. that no, you know what? I, I was thinking about the, the rest of the two restaurants that I went to. And there was, you know, there was no smell in the kitchen. Um, there was nothing that made me want to taste it. You know, there's no oil, no salt. And it was just bland as all get out. You know, mm. it was like they, you know, I like the flavor of vegetables and it was still bland for me. Yeah. Uh, and that ended up translating in both cases to a desire to consume massive amounts of carbohydrate mm -hmm. and um at least you know until that day was over it just it really just set me on a bad track to to eat that way so um you know that i think that's something that we have to be really conscious of is that because you know especially after somebody writes a book like you know salt sugar fat and then everybody's like oh gotta avoid salt sugar and fat and yeah. it's like well what the freak is left you know like there's nothing left because they already told you don't eat meat yeah there, there's you, you know, soy kind of left stuff. yeah <laughs> you won't see that fat. yeah that's got, that's got oil in it you know so there's a lot of people who actually think that you know if you eat soy you should have defatted soy mm. so it's just i mean it's it becomes a total eating disorder uh, on that level but um you know fats are necessary especially you know we're talking about kids uh it's necessary for brain development mm. and neurological development so when you see a lot of kids who don't have the the you know the i guess calm demeanor might be a way to say that mm. Uh, or they have the learning disabilities. A lot of times, you look at their diet and you see that they're not. They're you know their families are trying to remove like every ounce of fat, 
And if they get any fat, it's only vegetable oils, which are not the kind of fats that your brain really runs on. Yeah. So you need more of the, you know, the cholesterol, the egg yolks, the butters, and stuff like that. Mm. Um, And yes, even the red meat um, is helpful for that. Uh, But um, you know, it's it's really. I mean, not that not that all kids who don't eat that way are going to have a problem, but it just seems to be heavily skewed in that direction. And and if you add on top of that. Uh, the breakfast cereals and the sugar like you were talking about and Mm. all these other like just non-nutritive substances and you find that these kids are really starting to um, you know they're starting to suffer but it's also making them picky Mm. and anytime you know when I was selling my spices at the market anytime somebody came by and they're like oh oh I I don't need anything hot I can't I was like oh well would you like something sweet and every time yeah something sweet so you know when you the the number one problem I see for the picky eater is that sugar yeah well I mean not just and that's the thing is people think sugar and they think that I'm just talking about cane sugar first of all most of the sugar on the shelf is not cane sugar it's it's a GMO beet sugar in this country it's you know it's not coming from sugarcane um and it is gmo but uh you know and then it's bleached and all this other stuff uh what we you know what but a lot of people they will give their kids that you say copious amounts of fruit or or things that are sweetened with fruit juice Mm -hmm. which is stale sugar the same as sugar you know it's it's sugar and as a matter of fact it's worse than than cane sugar because it's fructose uh, which is incredibly difficult for the body to break down, you know, and that's that's uh, they used to recommend it for diabetics, and then they realized that it wasn't doing a damn thing for their diabetes. If if anything, it was making it worse. So, uh, so yeah, you know, we if you want somebody to eat something, particularly you know, children, when you have some control over them, you can't do that to an adult. <laughs> I mean, unless it's your spouse, perhaps. Oh, no, you can't. Or an I aging know. parent who totally relies on you. But, uh, you know, with your children, just make sure that you're you're kind of skewing their diet away from the sweet flavors and away from the carbohydrates. Because mm. uh, my older girl, she got into a really bad habit um, where she was hanging out with a kid whose mom was deathly afraid of fat. And all they ate was like, you know, tacos and... and um, you know, pizzas and pasta and, and I mean, they had vegetables, but the point is a lot of carby things, you know, and they definitely ate vegetables, a ton of fruit. And my daughter was hanging out with her a lot. And I didn't realize because they were doing this kind of project at school every week uh, where they ended up cooking. She and this girl ended up cooking every week. And I found out my daughter was bringing, you know, cheese and, maybe uh, nuts and some other things to school. But then we, I found out that the other kid was just bringing like dough every week. <laughs> and so it was, so my oh. daughter got into a really bad habit with that. And she still, she knows that it's something that she has to, you know, uh, get under control. Uh, so we're, you know, we're working on that. And it took her a while to like really admit that that's what was going on. You know, after I kind of, for lack of a better term, confronted her with it. Uh, but yeah, so it's, um, have you ever tried doing like flecks of, of like bacon in, in your vegetables? Oh yeah. I mean, it's mo- uh, mostly 
everything I do has to do with at least a piece of meat or if there's not meat, then there's definitely uh, lard in it. So, right. Oh, you know what was yeah. my favorite when I was in Croatia? Mashed potatoes mm. made with lard. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I made them Those as were well. the most delicious mashed <laughs> potatoes ever. And I had no idea because we don't we weren't using lard back then in, mm. in the U.S. And the only one you could get was like a hydrogenated one that had a really funky flavor. And, uh, yeah, I, went, I came back from, from Croatia and uh, was making mashed potatoes. I was like... I don't know. And I, I wrote to my friend and I said, what did your mom put in mashed potatoes? And she was like, oh, lard. I was like, lard, what the <laughs> heck is that? You know, like, <laughs> I was like 16. I had no idea. Um, and dang, those are the best mashed potatoes. So anybody mm. out there, you know, having trouble getting someone to eat mashed potatoes, which usually isn't that hard. Yeah. But you know what? It is hard when you do it with skim milk and margarine. Yeah. I know because my mother used to do it. Uh, well, it wasn't skin milk, but she used uh, milk and you know the the one you buy in the store, and it was um, like sour cream. And well, well, I guess how yeah. I, I I don't know. I can't remember how your how sour your sour cream is, but mm. I've done a sour cream. I've done it with sour cream before, and it's come out really good. Yeah. Well, actually, it was. Uh, um, because of your podcast that I started using so much lard because before I mostly used olive oil or butter and since then I did really change a number of things that I do when I'm cooking and using lard for almost anything is one of them yeah well I, I, I love I love them all you know I use them I have they all have their place in my kitchen. Mm use butter for some things like if i'm doing eggs well it depends if i'm doing fried eggs i'll do lard if i'm doing mm. scrambled eggs i'll do butter mm. yeah, it, yeah it, it, it does give a bit of variety you know because if you eat it's all the time you know the flavor does get a bit repetitive and you know you exactly. can't get bored with it but the bottom line is i completely dropped the vegetable oils and margarine so you can nice. find it in our house no more cool yeah and we have yeah. all that to thank to you. Oh. Ah, one more soul anybody, saved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, any uh, health benefits that you've, you guys have noticed since then? Any, like, less illness or anything like that? Mm, well, I'm, I'm not that sure of it. But in terms of illness, I did um, notice that, that my immunity improved very much. I mean, I do also do other stuff, you know, that boosts yeah. uh, health and overall uh, immunity. But I, I really notice that I have much more energy, you know, and since I have terribly oily skin, um, my skin really feels much better now, even with all that fat I consume. Because, um, yeah, this is a clear, um, so, how do you say it? It's not a sample, it's a... I lost the word now. Like a result? Uh, well, not a result. It's a clear... Uh, indication. Indication. Ah, never mind. Just forget it. <laughs> so this is what happened. <laughs> Screw it. Uh, so this morning I ate uh, sardines for breakfast. And they were, you know, canned, of course. And it was in vegetable oil. 
I know, I wasn't really happy with it, but you know, it's okay for a breakfast, okay, I, it's, you know, once in a while, I can treat myself to that, because I'm a sucker for uh, sardines out of a can, I, I must admit that. You know, I do like sardines, mm, yeah. and I, I get one that's packed in olive oil. Mm, yeah, this was and in plain oil, unfortunately. Yeah, well, you know, if it, if it makes you feel any better, in uh, in Europe, you guys, even though you may have like your vegetable oils and all that kind of stuff, generally speaking, it seems that uh, your manufacturers are being more responsible. Yeah, to a certain degree. The producing it. So I wouldn't worry too, too much, especially if it's not every day. Mm. And, you know, like I often complain about because that's what i do is and i should just call it the the complaining heretic uh <laughs> because <laughs> so all, all i do is complain but uh you know here in the in the u.s it's all about the profits and it's about you know making it cheaper and faster whatever uh but you know um but yeah in, in europe you guys tend to have manufacturers that that still take your health into to account so it tends not to be quite as vile yeah <laughs> as, <laughs> As some of the stuff that we have coming off of our shelves. Yeah, but still, going back to that topic, um, after some time, uh, like two or three hours later, um, I wash my face several times a day because, you know, it gets oily and I have to wash it. And uh, after that, vegetable oil, it was really, you know, uh, like a harder layer of makeup on my skin mm. you know it, it doesn't feel like normal fats you know it was really hard and it was weary on my face Yikes. and it was a bit harder to uh, get it off as well because i just used regular soap and you know that that is one of the differences i can see you know comparable and also i I had a lot of trouble in my youth with uh, acne, so mm -hmm. this was really a very bad issue. Uh, you know, I, I had this. I, I'm not, I, I know it's not the most um, appealing uh, thing to think of right now, but these were really those big zits, you know, with a lot of pus right. and mm. yeah, mm, flavory. Yeah, and like and my smoothie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I really thought about it just today, and I remembered how my mother used to uh, use a lot of vegetable oil, and yeah. it was for nearly anything because it was cheap and it was in uh, great amounts you know and she used it you know for for almost anything and i'm i'm pretty much sure that this was one of the causes for that excessive acne actually that's that's uh, very true because uh throughout the years i've recommended to people with acne get ditch the vegetable oil uh, mm. And every time, and they, you know, some fight with me, obviously, because that's what people do. Uh, but the ones who listen, they were like, oh, my God, that's all I had to change. I can't believe it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had one friend who uh, came to me. She had a really bad acne as an adult. You know, she was like 25, 27, 29. You know, she still has acne. And she, but she had known, because she had previously been a vegetarian and then she started gradually eating meat just before i met her and the what she learned or possibly what was a result of her going vegetarian was that she became very dairy intolerant so she would only use vegetable oils and uh really 
was um you know committed to like oh dairy's bad it's you know humans aren't supposed to consume it yada 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 Mm. and i was like well that's not necessarily true it's what we've done to dairy that's the problem so anyway long story short she ends up uh she ends up uh switching to uh butter and taking the vegetable oils out of her diet and she was like oh my god it was actually the vegetable oil that was the problem not the butter uh, so yeah, it really, she really did a lot. We did some work and she, you know, ended up healing her gut pretty well so that she could tolerate the dairy. But the, yeah, as soon as she got rid of the, it was the vegetable oils that were still the problem. And even, even now, like my husband and I, we know that sometimes if we eat out and he likes to always, for whatever reason, like we don't eat a lot of fried food, but, but for whatever reason, when we go, especially to like a Thai place or something, he wants to get like little fried spring rolls or something. Mm. And like a day or two later, he'll get a zit. Or two. Yeah, and that's what you get when you get fried Thai rolls. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Unless they fry it in coconut oil. (laughs) Which they don't. Probably. No, it's too expensive. Not Uh. here here in the States. Mm. So we do have one question. I don't know if you saw this. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm actually... in, You're in a different app right now. Yeah, I'm in OBS, just making sure that everything goes smoothly. Okay. Well, Judy wants to know, how do I feel about juicing? And her son mm. loves cucumber, apple, carrot, celery, and kale juice. Judy, um, I don't have a problem with juicing as long as it's not done, like, excessively. all the time. Like, yeah, excessively and as the meal. Because I think of juicing as, uh, and we just, I just did an interview with with a doctor of Chinese medicine, and we were talking about vegetables being more of your cleaning foods and your your cleansing foods, and then your meats being your building foods, and then your starches being your energy foods, and that's that's how um, it's looked at. So, uh, you know, if it's done as part. He doesn't like breakfast. He likes, he, so he drinks his breakfast. Um, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing uh, necessarily. It's just that it's it is a cleansing food. So I like to see something that's a little bit building. Uh, would he entertain maybe doing just doing a little bit of yogurt or something like maybe adding a little sauerkraut or mm. sauerkraut juice to his smoothie um the kale i would be a little bit careful of uh, if it's small amounts that should be fine cool he cleared up his uh his face has cleared up since he since they started that well that's good i mean that's that's part of the cleansing effect uh that that i'm talking about so um yeah that can definitely help uh i would just you know be careful particularly with the kale because that can um has oxalates in it and that can uh become problematic over time so um that's the only thing that i would say is to you know kind of uh move that in and you know to further heal the gut um i would definitely try to get some kind of you know pickle juice or (laughs) something in there uh a pickled cucumber or um or like i said sauerkraut or something like that in there and that'll go a long way in healing his gut so that as soon as he stops doing you know because at some point he's probably going to not want to do this um you know just have like a regular breakfast or just for whatever reason gets up you know falls off the wagon decides he doesn't want to do it anymore um cider vinegar might help uh raw cider vinegar could could it's good digestive for sure 
Um, so yeah, I would entertain that. And um, I would even consider, do you, <laughs> I have another question. Uh, I'll get to you in a second, Naomi. Um, uh, with the cider vinegar, that, yeah, that, that should be good. That's definitely good for digestion. You can try that. And I personally, I like to do a little uh, either olive oil or magnet oil, um, which helps to, to take up some of the nutrients as well in, in certain juices, you know, juices. So you can try that on occasion. Um, okay, cool. Uh, okay, so Naomi wants to know, uh, do you make the lard mashed potatoes with whole milk? I do. How, how do you do yours? Uh, well, I used to do it with any milk that I had available, including whole milk. And uh, mm -hmm. there was one period when I was getting raw milk from uh, another state and I used raw milk. And currently okay. I'm uh, down to no milk because I'm not getting the raw milk and I stopped using, at least I, I'm not the rest of my family, but I stopped using that uh, store-bought milk, you know, uh, a while ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, when I heard it on your podcast. So it's no milk for me right now. But when I have it, I use raw milk. Right, right. Yeah, I do, I do whole milk. Sometimes I do cream. Mm. Um, I also culture my cream because it's hard for me to get good cream. Uh, in this state, it's like pretty much impossible to get it uh sometimes you can special order it here uh, but you know we're away from the mainland and the few farmers i know that have cows uh they've been stealing the cream and selling it and that's i think that's really crooked Wait, the, the cows <laughs> the cows have been stealing the cream no no farmers, okay they think it's they call it farmers rights and this is the only state i've heard this <laughs> and mentioned in uh where they take half the cream and then they leave you with basically 1% to 2% milk and it's what, you know, it's okay for making yogurt or, you know, a smoothie or something like that. But for those of us who want the cream and are willing to pay for it, they are not letting us yeah. use it. So uh, that's kind of disingenuous. And I would like, you know, I've, I, they, they think that this is a, a global thing. Uh, I don't, know it to be that way from my experience and maybe well no that's not true because one of the farmers i deal with here is amish and yeah and i and i confronted him about it he's like oh no that's just the way it comes out and like you're not raising uh you know the cows that you're saying you're raising if this is the amount of cream on there so yeah i've been without cream <laughs> it makes me sad i'm gonna have to get my own damn cow now yeah me too just for the cream uh, I'm, I'm not sure where will I keep it, but never mind. You know, it, it, it's really keeps people keep trying to give me goats. I don't really I live <laughs> in town and, and my landlady said that I could have a goat, but I don't think she meant it. <laughs> well, if you can have if you can have chicken, why not goats? Yeah, I got to milk that thing. Huh. Oh, I want raw milk, but I don't want to milk it. You know, I just want to. Uh, just go well, and get, get into the store. Milk. It's the cow's milk. It's the it's the cow's <laughs> milk with the cream. That's oh. the problem. Well, no, I can't do everything, right? No, you can't. You're welcome, Naomi. Yeah. And you're welcome, Judy. Um. So yeah. So this is this was actually one of my farmers who unfortunately sold her cow. Mm. Uh, she was the only one who was actually selling me some cream, but her cream was not that thick. Uh, or I should say her cow's cream was not that thick. Uh, I learned this about picky eaters. This is what she did with her kids, and I thought it was brilliant. 
she would um, tell her kids they were only allowed to have one food that they wouldn't eat, and everything else they had to at least have a couple bites yeah. of. And you know, so they can just they can just choose that. They can't rotate. They can't just constantly say, <laughs> "Oh no, no, today mushrooms are the thing I don't want." Mm. You know, so um, well that's a bit tricky. You know, I must say because um, a very good parenting uh, comes into play when dealing with tricky kids. I mean, with picky kids. <laughs> sorry, right? Well, they are tricky. Well, however you turn it, because uh, in the beginning I was a really uh, like a food Nazi, you know, I was really right. committed to it 100% and you gotta eat this and you gotta eat that, you know, and with time it kind of mellowed down because I noticed that I was, I wasn't taking it too far, but it really uh, puts a pressure on you. It's It puts a strain on yourself, you know, because you uh, try so hard to give them uh, what they should eat and they don't like it, you know, and you right. just have to accept that because um, you do want the best for them, but it's a bit too far when you push it down their throats just for the sake of it, you know. Right. Sometimes you just well, gotta accept it, and that's all. Right, but I, I did find, with my kids, I found that um, kind of giving them the freedom to, like, choose a food that they won't eat mm. really did make things a lot easier. Mm. You might want to consider that. You know, every kid's different, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, you know, if you, you, you if they feel that they have some kind of control, mm -hmm. chances are they'll kind of lighten up on some of the other stuff. Well, it doesn't hurt to try, at least. Exactly. Yeah, there because you. because yeah, <laughs> because this is what happened originally. My uh, little one. Uh, in her younger year, I mean, she's two now, but I, yeah. <laughs> her younger years, younger years, yeah, at her uh, earlier stages of life, okay, uh, she was a lot more on my side because I grew up on the countryside and I had access to everything, you know, I had access to uh, anchovies, wild honey. Uh, I even uh, drank wine when I was little, you know, all right, yeah, the good stuff. And I'm more like a taste uh, astronaut, you know. I like to explore things and I like to taste stuff and I like to, you know, indulge myself in new stuff and find out new flavors and generally enjoy food. And she was like that as well when she was, you know, much younger. And as she was um, getting bigger and older, she more and more... Uh, re passed over to my wife's side and she's the total opposite of me she has a set of flavors she likes you know and a set of foods she likes and that's all and she doesn't really have the culinary i don't know adventure spirit like i do you know right. she's, she's she's very strict and the younger one is more and more like her you know she's becoming with every day more and more like her Right, and yeah. I, you, you know, you you, you cannot That's tough mess when with you gotta, when you've got yeah. a picky parent in the house. And, yes. and I know I see this a lot with people where you know the one parent is trying to do the one thing, and as soon as they turn their, and I'm not saying that your wife does this per se, mm. but uh, in some cases, I remember one woman, her husband, you know, she was trying to buy at least better quality milk, not necessarily raw milk or anything mm. like that, but. You know, just stepping up the game a tiny bit, you know, buying organic, let's just call it. 
and uh, her husband and and their child was an incredibly picky eater, and her husband would um, sneak donuts to the kid when she wasn't looking. <laughs> and then she'd find out or you know stick like chocolate in the milk or something uh, and she was fine when once they moved from from regular store-bought milk to the you know organic store-bought milk which i still don't endorse because they're, they're, that's a whole other can of worms um with the the ones that they sell here as organic milk in the store but uh yeah she was drinking the milk when she switched from from skim to whole milk that was organic the kid would drink it whereas mm. before she would not touch it um unless you put sugar and chocolate in there and uh yeah as soon as she would turn her back her husband would just you know load the kid up with candy and and, and this child i felt really bad because the kid was um she wasn't thriving she uh was she had stayed the same size for two years you know like she hadn't gained any weight mm. Um, and she had learning disabilities. Hmm. And so the mom is like working to try and bring her kid up to snuff where she should be for a four year old. And the dad is sabotaging her at every turn. And, you know, I don't think your wife goes that far. Nah. So like, you know, nah, it's not, it's not intentionally, yeah. but right. Exactly. It's just that she's just, just, she just has a certain set of likes. So it's not, yeah. 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 But yeah, in this case, in this particular case, this guy was like literally trying to sabotage her, and I and I hear a lot of that, you mm. know, the, uh, the the one parent trying to do one thing, and then the other parent is like, "Oh, I got you for the afternoon. Yeah, I know your mom left you something, but I'm going to give you this instead." <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, in fact, if you look closely, just here, uh, in the far regions of my table, in my background, you can see. Um, uh, you can see a uh, jar of Nutella, you know. Oh, I see a jar. Yeah, Can't tell what it that's is, Nutella. But... Yeah, and that's my wife. <laughs> you know, my wife incarnate. I, I never liked Nutella, even when I was a sugar holic. Mm. Did not like that stuff. And uh, and, I, and I I don't know. Like I've tried I tried it recently, like maybe two years ago, three years ago. And I'm like, I liked it even less, like I, <laughs> like both times, because I mm. thought, you know, ooh, hazelnut spread, mmm, that's gonna be mm. good. I was like, this is just sugar. Yeah, it's, it's sugar and it's brown. It's like this. Yeah, it didn't add anything for me. Mm. Yeah, I, oh. I indulge myself in it, you know, maybe a couple times a year, just for the right. sake of you know those cravings, but right. usually I do, you know honey wild honey and raw cocoa and that's my nutella that's mm -hmm. my spread maybe put right. a little bit of coconut oil in it and that's it nice yeah. nice yeah i actually know a woman her son uh when she was uh helping him with his uh gut issues because he was he was on the spectrum uh she had made a carob do you know what carob is Mm, not sure it's it's sort of it has a chocolate-esque flavor mm -hmm. uh and they they grind it to a powder it's it, it was kind of popularized i guess in like the 60s uh as an alternative to chocolate so you can you know she would so she mixed this up and she took coconut oil and i think ghee coconut oil and stevia and she mixed that all up and she made like a 
and I, I think she must have put some nuts in it and she made sort of like a like a bark you know like a like little chocolate bars because uh, he, he it was like his snack day for school and you know she's like oh gosh what am I gonna do you know because he like everything that he could eat other than that those ingredients were basically just um, you know meat and vegetables and like the other kids didn't want that <laughs> apparently it went over really well um, but you know then she found out that there was a better way to get rid of his his um his autism if you can call it getting rid of autism um but taking him getting him off the spectrum and she she actually she actually did the gaps diet mm -hmm. as a as a huge component and um yeah he was it took well with all the different therapies and all the other stuff that she had to get out of his system but um he was finally pulled off the spectrum after probably a good 10 year run because they you know the, they really damaged him early on with the mm. vaccines yeah, that's good um, and it hear. was you know just like so many just like so many parents it was like you know within hours of the vaccine she noticed he wasn't the same kid mm. yeah that's, that's terrible that's terrible. yeah that's that's really gonna make you think you know yeah. well i did well i was really you know i was really a bit in a panic not that much but i was really worried you know when uh, <laughs> my little one was born and i knew she was going to have to be you know vaccined and it wasn't really that easy for me to go through that but i just kept you know the best possible hope that everything's right. gonna be all right and it was I'll, although i mean she's not out of the water yet because she still has some vaccines to get but mm -hmm. so far we we had major luck you know because here i think that the rate of mm, children that end up with autism after being vaccinated is rising you know one yeah. out of four one out of three children i mean right. mm, that's maybe an exaggerated number but you get the point yeah well you know if i could go on i mean that's not today's topic but maybe yeah. we'll do that as a topic at some point uh, but yeah, it does. It, it has been getting out of hand. And um, I'm thinking of actually going to Vietnam and I was looking up like, what are my requirements for that? And I'm like, well, if the government's not going to let me back in, I may not go because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's that important to me because I've, I've firsthand experienced the damage uh, in myself of, of what they can do. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to subject myself to something else like that yeah. ever again. Um, let me see. So, uh, the other thing about picky eaters, and we should probably go soon. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked about reducing sugar. We talked about giving them just one food, giving them some control. We talked about making it taste good. Yeah. What we didn't talk about is excessive snacking. Mm, that's a bone I have to pick with. Yeah. And that and goes so again back to my wife. <laughs> and she's standing, you know, right beside, uh, <laughs> right behind me, and she's looking at me right now. So I can't speak a lot. So you, you just My go. My screen on. is frozen, so I can't see that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can, I can feel her eyes on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, this is so yeah, excessive snacking, and you know, yes, yeah, sometimes we do want a little something between meals, don't we? Yeah, like but, a nice noodle soup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give me all the monosodium glutamate and everything else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm melting. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, here in the States, they started pushing this this idea of grazing. They're like, oh, well, you know, we used to be hunter and gatherers. So we used to eat all day long and we didn't really have meals. We just snacked all day long. It's like, you know, we didn't snack on Cheerios and potato chips. We snacked on grasses and, you know, maybe little pieces of jerky or something, you know, some little berries or something that. Or that too, uh, yeah. You know, so it wasn't like what what people end up when they, most people that I see end up either eating a ton of sugar, you know, lots and 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 often, you know, if they're trying to do the right thing, that sugar comes in the form of fructose, so they're eating a lot of fruit, mm-hmm. uh, and um, they're also eating to the point that they're not hungry for a meal, so they never really get to eat like. A balance of foods. Now, these are the people who are actually conscious, right? Or when I say conscious, they're um, they're attempting to do something correct, and they're but they're eating too much. Now, I kind of find it funny that for a society that's so obsessed with calories that we jumped on this whole snacking bandwagon with no problem. So, what I often recommend is to quit the snacking, especially with your kids. Like, you know, they come home from school, maybe they want a little something, but then they don't need to have something constant after that. You know, like they don't need to keep eating up until dinner and then they don't want dinner. Mm. Or lunch. Or lunch, whatever the, yeah. the meal is. Uh, but what it, it really just sets up a, a, a bad, I guess, um, sense of control like they just expect to have food all the time so a lot of my friends get uh like they they don't understand why i don't walk around with like a bag of cereal or something in my <laughs> or pretzels or something and that's what the that's the thing is like it's all these non-nutritive things that people are are gi- giving their kids in between meals so you know talk about your empty calories it's just it's vegetable oils and it's white flour and it's um, you know, the kind of salt that you don't want, not the, not the naturally occurring sea salt. It's mm. like all of this crap that they end up eating. You know, very few people are giving their kids like pork rinds and jerky and nuts to snack on. Uh, and, you know, then the, we can go into the whole nut scare and all the people who are afraid that that's going to be a problem for them. Uh, or, you know, they or, or it is a legitimate problem because... They have eaten so much of it and, you know, to the exclusion of other foods that would um, help keep the the gut healthy. So, um, yeah, you know, just I would say just minimize the snacks. And if you need to snack, make sure your snacks look like meals Mm. more so. So, in other words, you know, make sure like if, if it is some, you know, leftover soup from for from lunch. Um, or if you started soup early and your kids come home from school and they want something, give them a little bit of soup. So you can, have, you can, you can have a little of the broth now, or you can have some soup. Um, do I not give my kids fruit? Of course I give my kids fruit or, you know, occasionally a smoothie or something like that, but just get away from thinking that it has to happen, that you have to eat every two hours. If you literally have to eat every two hours, That's then you're my not case. eating enough fat. You're nah. not eating enough fat and you're nah. not eating enough protein. Well, I do need to eat every two hours, more or less, and I am eating enough fat and I am eating enough protein. So. Maybe you need to do more. No, well, you see, yeah, uh. boys. Sometimes boys yeah. are different. 
especially your age. How old are you? Well, I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, 29, almost 30. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, I give you. I give you another three years. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, where'd that pot belly come from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> pot belly? Are you accusing me of anything? No. No. Don't you know the expression pot belly? Yeah, I know what pot belly means. You said that you eat a lot and like, you know, mm-hmm. and that you need to eat a lot, but mm-hmm. it may catch up to you is all I'm saying. Yes. No, I mean, there are definitely people. Who so you, you, you're, you're trying to tell me I need to s- stop smoking pot, right? No, no. No. Okay. Then I will smoke pot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you need to, you need to eat so much. Yeah. It's, it's them, damn munchies. The damn, damn pot. <laughs> so, um. But yeah, you know. I By the way, people, n- the nutrition heretic doesn't endorse smoking pot or any drugs. Okay, we can go. Actually, on. I want to do an episode on pot. Okay. On, on cannabis. Okay, count I think me we in. need to. I need. I think we need to talk about this. Okay. Uh, you and me. We, we gotta solve this. <laughs> you and me. We gotta get it right. Right. <laughs> we gotta consume as much pot as possible, <laughs> yeah. just so that we can get to the bottom of the issue. Yeah. Of the tissue. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, the, you know, the, the more you start to go into this stuff, the more you start to ask questions, the more you start to ask questions about like everything. Mm. You, you know, you open this and there's so much. The, yeah, there's, there's so many reasons why the laws are the way that they are. And they're not necessarily for the reasons they tell us, because you know what, when it comes down to it, the government doesn't care about us. Yeah. So tell us the real reason you don't want anybody using pot hmm. pharmaceutical companies yeah <laughs> so um but yeah you know it's just i would say try to minimize those those snacks because if your your child should be allowed to know what hunger feels like and we've talked about this on a couple of of podcast episodes um particularly i'm thinking about the jp sears episode where he talks about children not being able to uh exercise or flex their emotional immune system because parents don't want them to feel any kind of discomfort and the same goes for being hungry it's okay to be a little bit hungry Mm. you know if you're ravenous that's one thing but it's okay to have your stomach not filled all the time yeah well it's a bit easier when you come from a background like i you know because it was more than often that i felt hungry Mm. You know, because there were some times when I'm, I'm not saying that we were so broke as poor, but, you know, stuff happened. And uh, a bit later in my earlier years, there were, you know, shortcomings and right. it could happen that there wasn't anything edible in the house for a shorter period or something like that. So that is something that I... Um, you know, I, I have experience, and so maybe because of that, I do have this, um, you know, like a more intimate uh, relationship with food. Right. And our kids, you know, they are accustomed to having it every day and having it right. all, and you know, they don't value it the same way as maybe I, you know, because right. I've. I've experienced it and I know how it feels and they didn't. So, you know, maybe that, that's right. one of the problems. But I think, I think with affluence, 
comes this tendency to think like, okay, we don't need to, you know, like, like come to, to, to deal with the stuff that you dealt with, but it's like, well then just get busy, you know, go, mm. go do something like my kid, she's, she'll get bored and she'll look around sometimes and she'll be like, mommy, can I have this? Can I and like, you know, maybe the first one thing I'll be like, okay. And then the, by the, you know, the second or third, I'm like, go outside and play yeah. or, you know, yeah. straighten up your room or turn off the dang TV, you know, like, like cause she'll like today they're, home because there's i don't even know why there's no school today i only found out about it like last friday and i'm like what the frig uh but yeah they're home today and so i'm like you know just go do something with your time like go go get the food ready for to feed the chickens later on in the Mm. day or um you know like i said straighten up your room or why don't you sweep the floor there's like (laughs) grass clippings and all kinds of weird stuff on the floor go sweep the floor you know (laughs) something you don't always have to so it's, it's for me with my kids it's often just channeling them mm. to something productive because there is i think there is kind of a human need to be engaged in some yeah. kind of activity yeah uh you know most of the time because we you know it's kind of like that monkey mind you need to keep going keep need to keep moving and yeah i want to you know i'm trying to channel that so yeah just kind of remind myself and remind them to do stuff. And if I'm like, for example, my little one, she wanted to snack on something last night while I was making dinner. And finally I just turned around and I was like, you know what? You make the salad. So I set her up and she peeled the cucumbers and, and, uh, I think, Oh, she cut the, the, um, tomatoes and she put a little onion and then I gave her a jar and I, poured some macnut oil in there. I had her squeeze some limes into it. And uh, what else did I have her put in there? She chopped up some garlic and put it in there and some salt and she shook that up and that was the salad dressing. Mm. So, you know, and it kept her busy and she didn't ask about food again. You know, the whole time she was just so proud that she was doing it. She made a kick-ass salad. She made a really good salad, actually. Mm, That's great. And at the same time, she's she's learning for herself. Right. Right. And I think a, a lot of times with kids... Uh, something that I have to remember, it's just that they, they really just want some kind of attention or, mm, right. you know, and, 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 and I don't mean that in a negative way, just we're busy, you know, sometimes we forget to spend a couple minutes with them and they mm. just want to feel like part of something and, you know, like, so they're, they communicate over food because they know that, well, you feed me all the time. So, you know, you respond to the, the question about food, whether positive or negative. Uh, but in this case, yeah, she was learning how to take care of herself and, you know, she was, she did a really awesome job. Yeah. That's great to hear. So, that's how I started. Actual, yeah. Yeah. That's how I started my other one too. But then she started making bread with that other kid and like <laughs> fell off the wagon <laughs> and she still, she still does like to make salads. As a matter of fact, I think they're out there making guacamole right now because our avocados off of our own trees. See, I, I say that with a snobby tone in yeah. my voice because it's the uh, first time in my life that I've had something like avocados growing in my backyard. Cool. So, are we gonna get this? I think ep- we're out. Yeah, we're we're probably yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I I, I did have one it's question. Been over way longer. Than way, 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 way. Yeah, that's what happens when you have fun. We like to talk. Yeah, we love to talk. <laughs> so there is one question that I wanted to ask you: Are you picky of a certain food? Perhaps is there something oh, that I picky about certain? Fo- you know, I used yeah. to be incredibly picky. Um, I I didn't like cucumbers. Mm-hmm. I did, oh come I, on! Actually, I still I still don't like avocados. To be honest, 
Uh, I I will eat them sometimes if they've got like a lot of lime juice. And same thing with cucumbers. Like mm. it has to have a lot of acid with it for for it to be palatable to me. I, I for myself, I'm under the impression that for most food, most food that does not involve like the intestines of an animal and yeah the stuff that's in there because there's some stuff out there that's kind of nasty you know yeah you know yeah there's mm. like, it's like there's no learning curve on eating poop nah. <laughs> or something that smells like poop um so uh let me see what else yeah when i was a kid i was super picky i wouldn't i couldn't eat tomatoes i used to literally throw up from tomatoes though hmm. and that could have been just a signal that i was going through these allergies um I just don't like food that tastes bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll eat anything. Just make it taste good. So I guess where I'm, where I'm going with this is that I am un- uh, I, for myself, I think that it's in the preparation mm. more than anything. In the pre- preparation and the presentation. So pretty uh, – I know I'll think of something later, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I'm just like, nope, never will touch that. Maybe an eyeball, you know, like something that's just not part of, that's just not part of, I've I've swallowed fish eyeballs because you don't really have to chew those. If anything, it might be something that has more of a texture issue than a flavor issue. Mm. Okay. We learned something new. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of too many things that I don't eat. And that makes it hard because I have a couple of friends who, you know, consider themselves foodies and stuff. But you say, you know, like you put lemongrass on something like I can't eat that. (laughs) I love lemongrass. Seriously. Are you seriously? You're not going to eat that. Oh, it's just too much flavor. (laughs) Or As my my uh, my 13 year old used to say when she was two, it's too tasty. Too tasty. Mm, That's okay. It's too tasty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love lemongrass yeah exactly who doesn't yeah. like lemongrass but you know what i'm saying just like there's 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 people who like i'm thinking i'm doing the thing they're like no i can't eat that i'm not not, not gonna touch it yeah um i i rarely as a matter of fact i remember when i was in yugoslavia in uh, zagreb and uh we were visiting my friend's aunt and she was she just loved to feed us. So we'd you know, be sitting watching TV and she'd come in with watermelon and then she'd come in with burek and then she'd come in with some, you know, toast with cheese or something, you know, cottage cheese on it. Or, and, you know, then she'd come in with some other fruit, like, like all day, like, um, like all, very familiar. All the hour. Yeah. And I mean, it was all awesome, but, but for me, I'm so polite, believe it or not, <laughs> that I wouldn't say no. So I didn't like watermelon. Mm-hmm. Like I, as a matter of fact, watermelon was one of those foods that made me vomit. Mm. And um, I, I, I was like, "Thank you," and I tasted it. I was like, "Oh, this is very different." And, and this is actually one of the reasons why I started to get into organics eventually was because I was like, "This does not taste like watermelon does back home." Mm. And it was way better. And she she cooled it in the in the uh, in the bathtub. With mm. water, cold water running on it all day, mm. and um, yeah, it was it was awesome. And I was like, okay, there's something up. And then I realized when I started getting sick and was getting more into organics, it's the quality of how this thing was grown mm. that made all the difference. Oh yeah. And so um, yeah, that was that was a huge turning point for me. 
was realizing that that's what was that that's why I was so picky. So a lot of the stuff I didn't like it was because it was conventionally grown. It was insipid. It had you know horrible flavor. And then when I learned to start buying organics, I was like, oh, I can eat cucumbers. They're not totally gross. Oh, tomatoes. They actually have a definitive flavor. Mm. So that might be another another tip is to go organic yep another tip for another q a because uh we're a bit out of time right now i mean yeah, we can go right. on forever now half an hour yeah <laughs> yeah we can go on for another half an yeah, hour really, i really need to cut these down to half an hour yeah okay well we're out thank you for being here uh thank you naomi thank you judy thank you uh gypsy and i think somebody else was watching they're gone now. Mm. I think Samia was here. So yeah, thanks to everybody who was here. Uh, next week, check. Uh, wait for our schedule because I know I've got some some uh, stuff that I've got to I've got to record for the podcast on Thursday because we kind of crossed wires with the people who signed up to to be interviewed. Um, so we'll either do this on Wednesday or Friday, probably. I don't know if we can work in Thursday next week. All right. Thank you. And, and oh, cut. that's the sign to cut. Okay, sorry. Hi, everybody. Aloha. Aloha.